Sabbath rest is not just about taking a break, but I think properly understood, it's about putting an end to the restlessness of self and self-provision that keeps us living distracted, frantic, and fragmented lives of dissatisfaction. The transformed life the gospel offers is a perpetual state of Sabbath, a nonstop resting in Christ's completed work. On the cross, Jesus secured for us what we could never earn for ourselves, the forgiveness of sins and the restoration of our relationship with the Father. We can do nothing to add to this any more than we could cause plants to grow or control the weather or cause God to love us any more than he already does. Because of Jesus, we can rest today, every day, at a soul level. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath, always good to be with you. We're only a couple of weeks into the new year. How's things going? Things are good. I, uh, I didn't... I didn't not finish any of my New Year's resolutions because I didn't make any. So I'm, yeah, right. I'm loving the That's, rain. Yeah. We're starting to get some snow in the forecast. <laughs> this is a good time to be alive. Hey, did you? Uh, are you into the awards shows? We're kind of in that season now. You are you into the whole like uh, Golden Globes were a week or so back. Uh, oh, yeah. The Oscars are coming up. Are you into that? I'll tell you, I do like some award shows. Um, I I did watch the Golden Globes, and so I hope our listeners aren't learning something about me that makes them hate me but no i love it i thought it was a i thought it was great and i look forward to i mean i watch the grammys and i watch the Golden i wonder Globes. how accurate the globes will be to the uh oscars coming up right? oh yeah that's a good question they say it's about 50 50 is it yeah that's what i read recently yeah huh. i just half the time they get it right all right here we go yeah so um so we talked a couple weeks back just a little bit about goal setting and new year's resolutions and that sort of stuff and i know for myself and actually maybe even most people Setting goals or even loosely planning out the work that they hope to do in this next year mm-hmm. takes a huge precedence over planning out how we will rest throughout the year because we're kind of driven in this do-to-be mentality, right? So yeah. rest is equally important, wouldn't you say? It is. I, I really think it is. And, you know, whether someone is a detailed goal setter, you know, or, or they really go after it, they got systems for this. And I've actually taken courses on how to set goals for the year and all this. You know, they, people have income goals and health goals and all this, right? Yeah. Um, very few of us seem to really grasp the importance of working from rest. Hmm. And and that would naturally start by embracing and planning out some rest. When you think, you yeah. know, in, in Sabbath time, if you will, um, before we start to plan out all of our goals and work for the year or the week or the month even. Hmm. And, and think about it. Today, we all live with cell phones and laptops and smart devices of some sort, right? I got Google like home things all over <laughs> sure. the house and we have it all, you know, and, and that allows us to check in and work even when we're not working, right? Yep. So we're at ne- we're just never off work. Yeah. And so I think if there's ever a time to revisit and, and heed, you know, like God's eternal sort of creational order and plan of like, hey, you need to work, but yeah. but work from rest. Yeah, right. Um, it'd be now because like I just there's never any time off. And you know, in December, Tina and I like last minute, as you know, we took a vacation, went on a cruise. Yeah. It was just like last minute. We were so fried because our last couple of vacations that had been planned out before work, sure. <laughs> um, kind of got canceled and kind of messed up and yep. for various reasons. And we were like, well, I guess you know it's all right. We'll just you know we'll go soon. You know, we never did. Sure. And we were toasted. And so it. 
it came it became very real again so um we are once again trying to yeah do a better job at that so it's funny you say that because i was thinking the other day driving to work you know i wake up first thing i do is check my phone even you know like before i drink water do anything it's like you check your phone it's the last thing you do before you go to bed we're exhausted I'm on the freeway 15 minutes after I'm awake. People are cutting each other off. There's angry. You get to work. You're getting bombarded right away. And so I think there is some importance of this this resting kind of idea of operating out of that versus having to rest because we're so exhausted. And I know my own personal life. It's backwards. Yeah, yeah, most of the time my body like just shuts down because I go, 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 go. And I'm not living out of rest. I'm living out of this do-to-be mentality. And then it's you almost like God says, it. your body's, I'm going to shut this thing down so that you have to well, submit to it. Yeah. And so then we medicate, right? And there's all, there's all this stuff out there of like how to beat burnout and all It's like, we have flipped it backwards. Yeah. You know? So I wonder if like one of the residual or insidious, or, or I wonder if one of the residual and insidious effects of living under this tyranny of do to be mentality. Like what, you, what you do equals who you are yeah. and how you earn significance. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of fueling this work, 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 work I, way of planning life. I think it is, man. I, I really do. You know, thinking about our human predisposition to earn our worth by doing, to work hard for status and love and acceptance and, you know, be valued and all that at work and all that. Sure. I want to remind us that in the beginning of the story, in the beginning of the Bible, God created humans in his own image on the sixth day and it says to be like him. And then it was the next day, the very first full 24 hours of life for Adam and Eve was a day off, Hmm. a day of rest, right? This is what scripture says. It says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Hmm. So, so he did that, right? He did that as a model, but then also Right in Exodus, like we see, like chapter twenty, I think, yep. when God gives the fourth of the Ten Commandments, it says, "Remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy." Hmm. A whole paragraph is provided for this command, while the others are just mentioned briefly. Yeah. You know, such like "Thou shalt not steal." It seems, I think, Heath, that God knew that we were going to want to work hard at earning, do to be, and providing for ourselves, and that we would need a rhythm of reminders to help us restore balance and trust in Him. Yeah, that's good. Like all the time. So it weekly is what God set up, right? And God created everything, including us. He pronounced it awesome, and then he took a break to enjoy it all. Hmm. And that's his desire for us, too, to live in a rhythm of resting in his finished work. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. that just sound like whew, deep breath already? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like the way we want to live. Yeah. And I'm thinking, too, if I'm following this new thing on Twitter where it's, it's like these independent Baptist preachers that are, are so much law, law, law. And they're always about drinking and wearing the right clothes and women doing their hair to still, a certain length. Still, yeah, still in still. 2020. Yeah. And one of the things I wonder <laughs> is like when it comes to this command of rest and working out of that restored understanding of who we are and then who God is because of that, why isn't this command brought up all the time? It's, it seems like the command to rest is so easy to just blow off. And maybe, I don't know what's causing it. Is, it is. You know, I, I've, I've probably joked about this before. You know, out of all the commandments, the, the keep the Sabbath is actually mentioned twice, hmm. like in conjunction with the Ten Commandments. And then it's the most often mentioned of all the laws. Keep, don't, oh, wow. don't forget to keep the Sabbath. And I, and I think, like I said, God knows that we're going to want to blow that off. And it's weird because we wouldn't blow off the others so cavalier. Yeah, yeah. Like, thou shalt not kill. Yeah, yeah Maybe. Yeah, I got to cut that down. Yeah. Ooh, pray that for me. That guy really bothered me. Yeah. Pray for me. Yeah, that guy cut me off again in traffic. You know. Yeah. Maybe we just get so busy we forget. You know, mm. like it's cultural, right? Everything's you know up and to the right, and so we lose track of God's 
ongoing goodness yeah. and his provision. And we begin thinking that we're our own source of talent and energy and skills and like everything, yeah. right? And I, and I, we see that all the way back, all the way back through the Old Testament where it's God. Don't think that you did this with your own hands. This is from God, right? Mm. But I think we're still those same humans. Yeah. And I think we, we, we forget and we think we're actually our own source. Hmm, so good. Sabbath rest is not about just taking a break, though. I got to say that right up front. It's not just about s- stop and work. But I think properly understood, it's about putting an end to the restlessness of self and self-provision that keeps us living distracted and frantic hmm. and fragmented lives of dissatisfaction. Yeah, you're right. But the transformed life the gospel offers is this per- this perpetual state of Sabbath a nonstop resting in Christ's completed work, just like the Father's completed work in the garden. Hmm. On the cross, Jesus secured for us what we never could earn for ourselves, the forgiveness of sins and the restoration of our relationship with the Father. And we can do nothing to add to this any more than we could cause plants to grow or control the weather or, just Hmm. as a great reminder, and this is a big part of Sabbath, cause God to love us any more than he already does. Because of Jesus, we can rest today, every day, at a soul level. So, yeah, you're right. like, so in our communities, we found it helpful to think of this rhythm uh, of like working from rest it, and, and like together, the idea of it is recreate. It's this mm-hmm. idea that we rest, re, that's the re part, rest, in Jesus' completed work on our behalf. And out of that rest, then we create value and beauty and go to work and clean the house or cook a meal without feeling the need to earn God's or anyone else's approval because we yeah, already we have, have it, his yeah. approval. Yeah. You know, I remember a couple of years ago listening to a message that was called The Theology of Rest because mm. I was I was in a really busy season and I hated sleeping. Like I, I felt like six hours, five hours a night is fine. I can get more done. And Be one was, of these guys that just power naps like three times a day. <laughs> like Elon Muskish, yeah. I thought about that. No. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Tina would never stay married, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but there was this really convicting comment about you know, like resting actually, when you look at the thing behind the thing, resting is a reminder that the world goes on without us. Yeah, that right. as we sleep and as we rest, God is sovereign and he's taking care of things. The world's not falling apart because we yeah. dozed off for a few hours. You know, I, a friend of ours had the corny like fridge magnet years ago and it said, and he and like had a place to like marker your name in there. So it was like, good morning, Heath. This is God. I'll be taking care of everything today, and I won't be needing your help. <laughs> yeah, just a reminder. Like, <laughs> you don't have to do it's it. It's corny, but it's like, I think about it all the time. You know, like, so that was really convicting to me and my, kind of my personal, like, wow, you do need to slow down because it is a reminder, Heath, yeah. that you don't have to be in control. I'm curious how this sort of plays itself out in your life and your marriage. Well, I, I got to just come right out and admit it. I, I, I suck at this rhythm of recreate, recreate, right? This, you know, like continual Sabbathing. Sure. It's so hard to live in a moment by moment reality of Sabbath rest. And it's hard to set aside a regular time each week to be restored and refocused. Okay. So I just have to say that. Like, yeah. I'm not, I am not the poster boy for that. Okay. Sure. And kind of as a reminder, like, see, this isn't new though. The Israelites thought that the Sabbath was purely about just not working. Hmm. Like, you know, like, so you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to have to carve out a day and tell the, you know, wife and kids, I'm like, I'll be out in the garage, you know, doing nothing, sure. you know, or, but they missed the whole point of it. And I think we do too. And that's what freaks us out a lot. Hmm. I think it's why we don't dig into Sabbath more yeah. is much like the Israelites. We missed the point. See, the reason God wanted us to stop doing stuff for a day in rhythm, weekly rhythm was that he wanted us to be renewed and transformed by focusing on his work 
and now in the work of Christ and his creativity and his strength and power. Hmm. This is not just so we could take a short break or get a day off and kind of rest. I mean, that's part of it. Sure. Our bodies aren't endless, right? But ultimately, so that our hearts would be refocused on the gospel reality of who he is and what he's accomplished in Christ. Hmm. So don't let resting or recreate this rhythm become a new law to be observed. Like, I have to work harder at resting. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't really make sense, does it? So ask God to cultivate this in your heart. I think that's a starting point by, by his spirit. Like you won't muster it up on your own because you just, that's our life. And that's how the world pushes on us. And the boss will always want more, yep. but he can create this desire within us. That's his job. So the point of this rhythm and this point of this whole idea of working from rest is not immobility or mindless amusement or entertainment. You know, like, well, I didn't do anything. You know, I just yeah. laid on the couch, you know, um, it is intentionally spending time regularly realigning our heart with God's heart and his son. And it's about physical rest. It yeah. really, really is. And, and having enough space to even hear the spirit. Yeah. It, you know, what's funny is uh, I was thinking about a, a boss that I had in the last church I worked in. And this particular boss was always worn out. You'd, you'd, you'd ask how, no how you're doing. No model of joy and vitality. <laughs> no, moving on to the next thing. You're on medication because your blood pressure is uh, high. Yikes. You're exhausting your staff. And I remember how exhausting it was with the people being around this person because they're not rested. All of us felt drained. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like, so there is kind of this, like when you're the ethos setting the mode, everyone around you is feeling like the barometer of where you know you're You know what the at. thing behind the thing there is? It's not believing in grace. Hmm. You got to prove yourself. Yeah, prove yourself, right? And so if you're living that way, then you want everybody else to step up too. Yeah, because if I'm you running this hard, it. yeah. If I'm running this hard, everyone else should be. I mean, I'm the pastor, so like, obviously God loves me. So you, you know, you got to work harder. Yeah, yeah, and it's not stated, and it's not even conscious, but that's what's going on. It's a, it's a lack of oh, belief and it's in grace. Oh, it's especially in the church. You but know, see, isn't it crazy? God knew that, like yeah. from the moment He created us, like that. That's where we'd go. Yeah. Oh, that is really wild. And I remember you and Tina, we've talked a bit, and maybe even on the show, I know for sure offline that you guys were saying that one of the first things you do in looking at the new year is actually is creating the vacation times, the days off. Those are the, yeah. some of the first things you pencil in. Yeah, and that's why when it got messed up last year, it was like kind of stunning, you know? Yeah. A couple of, I mean, really, they weren't like our, it, it wasn't because of us necessarily. Like we didn't just go, oh, let's blow it off. It wasn't that. Stuff happened. Sure. And, you know, trips had to cancel. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, but I know, so as you fill these things up and then you kind of add in the work-related stuff around it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems like this is like you're you're working from a place of rest as your priority versus let's try to pepper in a vacation when when we're maxed out and we know we're going to yeah. need one. Right. Or yeah, because we're not tied to like kids are off school. We got to go then, you know. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe you could share a little bit about kind of your methodology and and maybe some of the thing behind the thing is. Yeah, it's it's not anything. It's not anything like crazy. Like here's the system, you know. Sure. But but several years ago we started looking at how 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 can we simplify our lives? Are we living lives of simplicity and beauty and focus and all that? And we felt like, no, we were kind of running thing to thing. We sure. really were. And so we thought, you know, we are not creational order. We are not working from rest. Hmm. We always rest from our work. That's how the weekends felt and all that. And there again, you know, let's go back to the calendar, you know, Hebrew calendar. It started with a day of rest. Yep. And then the week we worked went out on. of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, but we flip all that. And I mean, I know, I guess we've got Sunday on our calendar first, but you know, is sure. there a focus day of like, let's restore. And I, anyway. And, um, so what we started trying to do is as we plan out the quarter or the year, generally we do this for the year. We try to go, okay, listen, let's do our best guess mm-hmm. and let's get all of our vacations on the calendar. 
Best yep. guess. And they might slide a week or two usually. That's it. Like sure. We'll go like, oh, we were planning to go second week in November, but you know, I just got asked to speak. Can we slide it to the third week? Yeah, sure. great. So, and this might be March. So it's, you know what I mean? But, yep. but we're prioritizing it, right? And so we, we punch all those in. And I've really, really been trying to work hard to take Fridays off. Okay. I, and and I, I sometimes I'll catch up on a little bit of work on the weekend or whatever. But sure. I really just been trying to because that's a that's a family day. I get yep. to go up to Seattle and see the see air to boys. the throne, see Caesar five and Caesar four. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, all that's kind of punched in. Now, do I ever miss a Friday? Yes. Do we ever like accidentally the vacation blew? But we try to punch all that into the calendar before stuff, so that when I get a call and say, "Hey, we'd love you to you know have you fly out and do some training for us or sure. take us through the story of God training or whatever," I'll be like, "When do you want to do it?" And, and usually people. Won't won't have a hard date they'll say well um i don't know sometime in march yeah we're kind of looking at this week last you know last week of march or april 1st or you know and then i'll look around and go like oh i got that going on can't do that gonna go here yeah that's good then if it goes over a day off then i'll try to i'll try to jog that and go like okay i'm gonna take the day before off or when i get home i'm taking that that day off and i know it's a work day sure because i blew it off see and and even like uh, coming back from vacation last month i was like i'm still taking my day off I'm still taking hmm. it off. You know, it was like two days later because see, that's the whole, you know, that's, the, that's how it starts to slide. Yep. I'm back. Well, you were just on vacation. Like you should be working. And this is me talking to me. Sure. You know? Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, but that's how it starts. Like, yep. no, take your day off, have a good weekend. So like, you know, I yeah. actually got most, most of two and a half weeks off, like, you know, around wow. the holiday this year, which was what we planned. Yeah. I could show you on the calendar. It was there from Scheduled like out, yeah. way the heck back. So that's what we do. Um, to kind of get the ball rolling. And and I suggest that to take this seriously, like this idea of working from rest, if nothing else, you pull out your calendar with your spouse, if you have one, yeah. and, and you prioritize and schedule times to rest, you know, annually, like what I was just talking about. But how about weekly and daily? Yeah. Like, why, why is it? And I have like my ideal day too. And I have, I have, I have rest and reading times built in hmm. and that seems so unproductive. Sure. That's how my day went today. And I took those times. Hmm. I got so much done today. Yeah, do. sure. And and when I finally got to that sort of ideal day, which included like when I start and what I end, how often I'm going to check email, all that stuff. And when I'm actually going to eat and then have some time to kind of downtime, align my heart, read if I want to, whatever, I get so much more done. Sure. Because all that distraction of like, let's go here, let's just check the news. Like, oh, that looks funny. Let's go there. I'm like, you know what? I actually have time set aside for that if I want to. Yeah, I'll do it in a little so bit. So I'll yeah. just work hard now, you know? Yeah. And so I, I just want to challenge people, like, if they're serious about it, start with that. Start with the annual, like, punch in your days off and your vacations and start to work around it. Now, I know some people, it's like, well, I have to take them when work tells me. That's different. Sure. But a lot of people have flexibility, right? Yeah. And I think the thing that if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly too, and knowing your heart is, um, is not to become legalistic about this, right. And go, this is the way that we do it and we have to do it this way. Yeah. So I, I would just kind of make the question is, do you think that there's one perfect way or only one maybe right way to Sabbath or to truly rest? Because we're all different. It yeah. might look really different from one person to another or one family to another, right? Yeah, absolutely it does. And, and it will. And this is, I think, where like we all would, back to the law, we would just rather be told, take that day off. Don't do anything. Yep. Hey, what? did you pick up that pillow that fell on the floor? What are you, housekeeper? You were, you know, I remember one time <laughs> we, were on a, we were on a cruise and we had met this um, a Jewish couple okay. and they were really trying to be very, very observant. So when the Sabbath came, the Shabbat came for them. Yeah. They, um, and we had, we had really had some amazing spiritual conversation with them. They invited us, in fact, the whole table to do Shabbat with us. 
oh, with wow. them. That's cool. And they didn't have all the perfect foods, but they substituted the best they could. And I think everybody left the table after sure. that night. We were like super into it. But they like they would not have their room cleaned on Shabbat because oh, wow. like they couldn't. You're not supposed to ask your servants either sure. you know, to work on the Sabbath. And they wouldn't use their key card because that was using electricity, which someone had to produce on the boat, even though someone's steering the boat. And all, you know what oh, I mean? Wow, yeah. And so they were really legalistic about it. Huh. So they had to leave their stateroom with all their valuables and stuff and you know passport all just in the open. room, just un- un- unlocked. Wow. Good for them. <laughs> anyway, but but here's the thing. See, this there again, this is not new to our hearts. I, I'm I'm reminded of Colossians two and sixteen, seventeen. Check it out. This is Paul talking. He okay. goes, Therefore, don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink. So like you were talking about just a minute ago, like a super legalistic, you know, sure. guy like, Okay, you can't eat this, you gotta dress this way. You're like Paul says, don't do that. Don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or wear or whatever. Hmm. Or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration. That's kind of like our Halloween. Sure. All right. Or a Sabbath day. Huh. Don't let anybody judge you about that. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. But the reality, however, it's here. It's found in Christ. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. See, so Paul was going through it too. People were trying to like, but yeah, but, 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 you know, yeah, but remember, and Jesus got hassled because his guys were like picking a grain ahead off the thing while they're walking down the road and they ate like, oh, you're farming, you know, like, <laughs> he's like, you you don't even understand. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you know? they're doing this wrong. So, you know, it seems like Paul was saying all the way back there that things like Sabbath were put in place like a shadow to point to a greater rest that would come in the person of Christ. Hmm. And then, and that is key, by the way, when Sabbathing, taken a rest or like even like now I'm convicted of like for my daily breaks and reading and all sure am I just reading goofy stuff and watching cat videos on YouTube <laughs> I don't I don't do too much of that but it happens <laughs> yeah sure or you know or am I am I saying oh I'm gonna read this work-related blog or am I saying hey as long as I've kind of carved out this rest for myself in my head to not produce anything hmm. can I take at least a little bit of time yeah to focus on Christ and his that's completed good. work and that's part of what my morning you know, routines about, you know, sure. I, right before we started recording today, we're talking about that a little bit. Yeah. That's all built in now. I'm telling you, man, it is, it's like, it's part of building the Sabbath into our lives. So that's um, good, man. What yeah. would you say to people that are, might be listening to the show right now and going like, well, Caesar Heath, you guys, you don't know my schedule. There's no way I could fit some time into rest. There's maybe we could give a couple creative ideas uh, that could get the Sabbath juices flowing for people that are listening right now. <laughs> Some practical ideas. Yeah. Well, like the first thing I said is if if you're if you if you listen to this and go like it's scriptural, God created us that way. I, I'm in, but I don't know where to start. Start by scheduling out, like I said, you know your your vacations at least and your days off. Sure. Like get those on the calendar first, and then try to make them immovable. Just try to. Okay. Yep. Here's another one though. Set one day each week where you sleep in a little later than normal. Hmm. Say like, yeah, but I got four kids. I, like me, yeah. yeah. But you you get to, and yeah. you could swap out those days as a couple or whatever. Sure. I'm not saying like you sleep till two o'clock or something, you know? but <laughs> yeah. sleeping a little later than normal, and you don't jump straight to your normal sort of weekly work day routine. Some people are like, well, I I did, I slept, you know, I slept till seven, you know, yeah. but then like jump straight into like all the stuff. It's just different stuff. Hmm. Um, don't jump right to your to do list. Don't check your email right away yep. or that project that you're hoping to knock out. Take it slower. Like just start with that. Like have yeah. a day. I sleep in we take it a little slower have a slow cup of coffee or tea together with your spouse if you have one you know read a little some days when tina and i are doing this we'll drink coffee on the deck together and just like nothing we barely even talk you know yeah. just look at the trees you know how we have birds like crazy here yep. and then we'll maybe sometimes we'll even catch up on a few tv shows like oh, in our pajamas cool. before we jump into the tasks of the day and yeah. usually we got some like everybody else we got tasks and or we're babysitting or i got to deliver this or help someone move or clean the garage or whatever sure. right but 
have one day like if if just if like you go like I don't have much have one day where you sleep in a little later you start out a little slower you allow yourself to just kind of focus and you know what I would say is just another little upgrade to that yep take five minutes of that slower morning start and just jot down what you're grateful for if you did that once a week that alone oh, and God's yeah. gonna make it on the list I hope yeah, absolutely know? and all that he's done that alone is gonna start to reset your clock a little yeah, bit yeah that's good man all right all right number two um. This is powerful, and I don't do it all the time, but when I have, oh my goodness, it's kind of like the catch-up. Uh, schedule and plan out days of solitude. Huh. You know, times that you can be quieter and be alone with God, to focus on Jesus, to commune with Him. Yeah. And so, for a long time, I used to have about, mm, I think it was once a quarter, I would have a couple days of solitude scheduled out. Wow. Yeah. And sometimes it'd be a day. Sure. I always like to do two. It seemed like just going through a day, getting to spend the night and wake up like with no agenda other than I'm hanging out with God, you know, yeah. a days of solitude. And I, I would bring a book usually in a journal mm-hmm. or a couple of books. I, I, I was, you know, I wasn't watching TV and, you know, sure. catching up on Netflix or in that business. And uh, it was about once a quarter. Oh my goodness. God always spoke. Wow. I always left feeling refreshed. I always, rem- he always said, I love you, son. You're good to go. I'm ahead of you. I've already looked at the next week and the next quarter. Mm. I'm in it. Yeah, it's I'm cool. I'm pleased with everything you're going to get done. You know, huh. like you got to believe that, right? Yeah. God's already in it. And he goes like, you know, Heath, I know what you're going to get done next month. Totally stoked. You're good. That's cool. Right? And so I, now everybody can do that. You think I can't do it? Try one. Just yeah. try one. And so what I would do is I would like... Um, like we had some friends uh, here in Gig Harbor before we lived out here. That they have a big boat, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we... Uh, I could say, hey, could I stay in the... It's like a cabin cruiser, right? Could I stay in the boat? And they're like, sure. And it's like a three-bedroom. I just, I would just live in one bedroom and hang out, and I'd walk around the docks and look at birds, and I'd go for long walks. And they would, res- they usually offered, like, you want us to bring us meals and all that? I'm like, nah, it's okay. I'm just... I'd bring a little cooler, eat yeah. minimally, you know? I, yeah. I, I, my focus wasn't that, right? Um, sometimes I would just, like... I had some friends go like, you know, my dad's got like a cabin up north, you know, it's like a couple hours away. Like, let me see if, you know, I'd get that. Yeah. It was generally free. I think, I think one time maybe like I rented a hotel on the water somewhere for huh. like a night and I used some points or something. I just, sure. it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about like, whoa, suave, man, like plush. getting away you know? something new. Yeah. It was just so I had bad internet, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, and a book and I didn't have to like do all the normal stuff and, you know, kids and yeah. all right and all that. So try that out. That, that'd be, that would be a suggestion. That I would have. You know, when I was a kid, I re- not a kid, I remember being a teenager when I just started driving 16, and my buddy challenged me. He said, you know, we tithe 10%. Why don't you tithe 10% of your time? Like, And so I would say there's like three or four months of my life where I, I went through two and a half hours a day. I'd start my morning with just being in the Word and in prayer and journaling, and it was... I look back on that time ago, if I could do anything to free up my schedule to do that again, it was the best, but, you know, the good old days, 20 years ago. And- I know. Well, with four kids, you're a different season, but that, I'd say what happens, though, Heath, what you just described is why most people do zero. Yeah. So, like, pick one of these things. Yeah, know? just find just something. Just say, hey, hey, Kathleen, what's my day to sleep in a little bit? And, you know, and I just have a cup of coffee and flip through some books that I'm, you know, just digging. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll be up and at them, but, you know, can yeah. get up all hours or something. You're like, and then what day do you want to do it, honey? You know? Yeah. And you know what I mean? It works like, out. It yeah. reminds me, like, I don't think there's nearly enough hanging out and resting and true communing with Jesus going on in my life at this point. I should I should be working towards that again. That was my goal. You know, I was trying to heap some coals on you. Yeah. <laughs> Gospel shame. All right. Um, here's another one, okay? okay? This will be the last one I give you. We'll wrap up. Um, think about this. If, if true Sabbath rest is a resting in who God is yeah. and who he's made us to be, 
then taking the time and setting a daily pace and schedule that allows us to be present with one another and truly present, present to the point that we seek to notice and acknowledge the unique beauty and creativity and image bearing of the other person. Yeah. That's a form of Sabbath rest that's wired right into our schedules. Hmm. That's like that moment by moment, like God is good. He's our source. He's our source of our identity and our image and our authority and our privilege. And I don't want to pack my schedule so fast, like a 10 minute meeting could it be a 15 minute meeting. So I have, I'm going to go into it thinking, I am going to be present with this person. I know we have tasks to do, but I'm going to be present enough to just notice the image of God in this person. Yeah. Right? That's so a, good. That's a refocusing, because that's what Sabbath's about. Who's God and who's he created us to be? Well, don't just make it when you're hiding out somewhere. Like, make, yeah. well, that's a simple way to weave it into, like, everything, I think. so. Well, and how different would our lives and relationships be if we actually planned out our days and schedules mm. to include the presence with one another to see God in each other and to learn to better support and bear with one another. And, you know, I, I think oh, it's like, imagine if God wired that into us and in fact, commanded it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was, I was encouraged even the other day when Josh, our, our mutual friend sent us a text saying, Hey, let's get together and get in each other's lives. And I'm like, yes, that's, it's really what we need. Yeah. We're getting ready for this. Huh? Yeah. New DNA. New DNA yeah, group. Awesome. So you know, I'll just tell everybody, whatever you choose and how formal you make it great. Okay. But to get into this rhythm, like anything that's important, you simply need to begin. Yeah. So rest, then work. Okay. Do you hear that? Rest, then work. Rest in your work. Rest while working. And, and, and rest from work, too. Yeah. <laughs> we get to. Okay. Let's get to the big three. This is the three takeaways that just tangible. We want you to walk away with, if nothing else. Yeah. Don't and- miss these. And you can get this as a printable PDF if you want these. I've pre-written them down for you. You can get this as a printable PDF by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, B-I-G-3. Caesar, what would you say the big three are for this week? Condensed, don't miss this. Uh, humans were created to work from rest, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Believe it, you just, we're doing it backwards. It's no wonder that we're, you know, we're busier and more burned out as a society than ever because our work never ends and yeah. we carry it around with us in all these digital devices. As, but as the gospel begins to free you from the lie of this do-to-be treadmill, you'll be set free to rest as a priority, hmm. which leads to a more productive and truly fulfilling life. Yeah, it really right. does. All right, number two. Okay, uh, God desires us to spend time with him and be in his presence even more than we do or need it. Hmm. Okay, he created us and he knows that this time of reconnecting to his goodness and grace and provision, all fulfilled in Christ, is for our ultimate good. Yeah. So regularly reconnecting your heart to his unconditional love and acceptance allows you to be the person you were created to be. I, I, I really want to like just tell everybody, you're never going to look back at your life and think, you know, I just spent too much time in my life in the presence of God. <laughs> I just hung out <laughs> with not God way happen. too much. I should have got, you know, I should have yeah. worked. You know. So third, um, make time in your daily schedule to be truly present with the people in your life. We just talked about mm. it, right? This will take great intentionality since we're so programmed to try to move quickly through meetings and, and our work and get to the next thing. Yep. Look for, admire, and honor the image of God that's in each of you know the people you work with, and your family, your kids, your spouse. Call that out in others as you notice it. Try to encounter and experience each place and every creature as God's love and glory uniquely made visible. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That is really good, man. And before I forget, I want to invite you to get the Everyday Disciple Workshop. You can get immediate access to that right now. We've trained thousands of people in this powerful framework during our four-day challenges, and now you can get it, and you can have lifetime access to it. Just go to everydaydisciple.com 
forward slash workshop to get this simple and reproducible discipleship framework. You're going to love it. That's everydaydisciple.com forward slash workshop. All right. Well, I got to get going. I hope you'll join us again next week because we're going to keep diving into discipleship and mission and gospel fluency and hopefully helping make this all a whole lot easier for you in your everyday life. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.